Hello and welcome to Classical Guitar Alive. I'm Tony Morris. Classical Guitar Alive is broadcast worldwide thanks to the generous support of the Kadoski Foundation and Charles and Taco Parker, the Link Foundation, and Mike and Patty Morgan. And thanks to a gift in loving memory of Adam Bratcher. Thanks for joining me for this special edition of Classical Guitar Alive, celebrating the extraordinary life of British guitarist and lutenist Julian Bream, who passed away on August 14, 2020, at the age of 87. We'll hear music performed by Julian Bream and interviews with guitarist and composer Frederick Hand, three-time Grammy-winning film score composer Mark Mancina, and Cuban composer Leo Brower. One of Julian Bream's many achievements was to revive interest in the Renaissance lute and early music. This is Julian Bream performing a piece titled Woods So Wild by William Byrd. Opening this special edition of Classical Guitar Alive featuring a tribute to British guitarist and lutenist Julian Bream, we've just heard him performing Wood So Wild by William Byrd. American guitarist and composer Frederick Hand studied with Julian Bream in England on a Fulbright scholarship and he spoke about him as a musician and person. I think he was the greatest musician to ever play the guitar. But I don't mean to demean anyone else, but to me he was the greatest musician to play the guitar. And most of what he talked about was that kind of thing, the architecture of a piece, the shape of it, the line, the phrasing, where does the phrase begin, where does it end? Very often not where you thought or the, what seemed like the most obvious answer. He found Hemiola's little rhythmical things that, you know, were just uncommon for most musicians to pick up. And that's what made his uh, musicianship so alive. 
or these kinds of insights into the music. And he would he would very often run over the piano and play some and say, "This is this reminds me of something from this orchestral piece." And he's just a, a genius, flat out genius. Um, now you asked what was he like as a person. He's obviously uh, incredibly witty and funny and uh, has great stories. You know, he, he he knew so much about music, but even when he knew something about something, he would prefer to tell it in a different way. Like I remember him talking about Lord Willoughby's Welcome Home, John Dowen, little piece. And um, in private, you know, he, he was just an encyclopedia of information. But in the concert, he said, well, not very much was known about Lord Willoughby, but um, evidently he wasn't home very much. And when he did come home, they made a big fuss. <laughs> Anyway, you know, he was just very, very personable and uh, totally lit up and engaging. performing John Dowland's piece titled Lord Willoughby's Welcome Home. You're listening to a special edition of Classical Guitar Alive. I'm Tony Morris. We're featuring a tribute to Julian Bream, who died on August 14, 2020, at the age of 87. Among Julian Bream's greatest accomplishments was to commission new music for the guitar by many of the leading composers of the day, including Malcolm Arnold, Benjamin Britten, William Walton, Leo Brower, Toru Takamitsu, and many more. These pieces are now firmly entrenched in the guitar repertory, including the Sonatina by Lennox Barclay. Thank you. 
Julian Bream performing music dedicated to him by Lennox Barclay, the first and last movements of his Sonatina. Cuban composer Leo Brower was also commissioned by Julian Bream to write new music for him, which resulted in his Concierto Elegiaco. In 2000, Leo Brower spoke about the piece. This was composed for Julian Bream. It's a kind of portrait of him. He's sad, he's aggressive, he's nostalgic, he's intelligent, he's uh, neurotic. Um, Julian never played Latin music, only Villalobos, a little bit. He disliked it. And then once he heard my violin concerto in the radio, and he asked the producer, Hey, how are you? It's, Joe, it's Julian talking. This guy, it's Leo Brower, he's the same one that wrote his music, the Cuban guy? Yes. No kidding! I heard his violin concerto, I like it! <laughs> Since that moment he became a real friend, very, very close. So I, he asked me to write a concerto for him. I wrote this maybe a biographic concerto and then uh, later he asked me the sonata. I love him. I think he's a great man that belongs to the history of guitar in a very high, very high level.
Guitarist Julian Bream and the RCA Victor Chamber Orchestra conducted by Leo Brower in Leo Brower's Concierto Elegiaco. You're listening to Classical Guitar Alive. We're featuring a tribute to British guitarist and lutenist Julian Bream, who passed away on August 14, 2020, at the age of 87. Next, we'll hear him performing a piece titled Dedicatoria by Enrique Granados. But first, some thoughts on Bream by three-time Grammy-winning film score composer Mark Mancina. The thing about the classical guitar, it is 
it is such an interesting magical box because it takes whatever inside of you and if you can get it out into that box it translates it into music and um he was a magician at doing that i mean it was it wasn't like he was playing the guitar it was like you were actually hearing the way he heard the music and it just came out of that box you know i i, I would say he was just the ultimate classical musician he understood the music incredibly uh instinctually and um i get so much out of his recordings and i still do and i've gotten a lot of them now on vinyl because there is a difference and sitting in in a room listening to a vinyl recording of julian bream is like having him sitting there playing for you it's pretty incredible Julian Bream performing a piece titled Dedicatoria by Enrique Granados. Guitarist, lutenist, and composer Frederick Hand is guitarist for the Metropolitan Opera, and he's also professor of guitar at Manus School of Music in New York City. As a young guitar student, he won a Fulbright scholarship to study with Julian Bream in England, and he spoke about the experience. I should say that prior to the Fulbright, I had studied with Julian Bream in a master class in uh, 1967. It was the first time he held that class. In any case, though, that class was great. And I, we kind of got hit it off because I remember playing ping pong with him. And then at a party, um, he wanted to play jazz so I could play. I could back him up with chords while he did his Django Reinhardt thing, you know. And so then I saw him uh, a few times after that in New York. And then he was uh, giving a concert at the University of Connecticut a couple of years later, and I was the teacher there. So I, um, I drove him up uh, from New York City with a friend of mine, Lenny Handler, 
And he, to both of us, Julian Bream was just like God, you know. And so to have the drive would normally have taken two and a half hours, but with a thunderstorm then, it took three hours. So we had Julian Bream in a car for three hours. And, and you can imagine, it was like the most incredible. Not only that, we had lunch with him. He, he said, let's get a bite to eat. And we went to this restaurant. And sitting at the restaurant was Fernando Valenti, and who's you know one of the greatest uh, harpsichordists of all time. And he says, oh, Fernando's over there. And so we had lunch with the two of them, the two giants of, of music. And then uh, the, the ride up, and then we went took him out to dinner. And then at a certain point in dinner, he said, you boys do realize I have a concert, don't you? And it was a quarter to eight <laughs> for an eight o'clock concert. And so we rushed him over uh, to the hall get his, to get his tux. And, and, uh, and then afterwards, it was a party. So the point of all this was that we spent a lot of time with him and, and got to, I can't say I got to know him, but we, we were, um, you know, very on, on good terms. And so when the opportunity to uh, do the Fulbright came up, it was like a dream come true. How could, amazing, right? And I mean, what was it like? <sighs> There are so many levels to address it, but the main thing I would say is sure we talked about specific technique and specific pieces and phrasing and all of that, but if I think of the one biggest thing that stands out, it was sitting next to him listening to him play. It was like, first of all, you hear that sound and as important as the sound was, you hear what the standard is. This is the standard. You know, on the one hand, it's a little deflating because like, ugh, how are you going to do that? But on the other hand, it was like, here it is, come get it if you can. I mean, he would love to play for me too. He would say, um, oh, I'd like to run this by you. I'm, I have to play these pieces in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm just learning them now. And that was the Walton Bagatelles.
performing Five Bagatelles by William Walton. We'll close this week's edition of Classic O Guitar Live devoted to the memory of Julian Bream with some final thoughts by film score and Broadway composer and guitarist Mark Mancina. What I think is amazing about Julian was that he went for it. He, he was a risk taker. He was not someone who was careful. You know, he didn't go on stage and be very careful about squeaks and this and that and he just went for it. You know, he went for the music, music first. Who cares if you flub it? It doesn't matter. It's got to have passion. It's got to have fire. And when you watch those master classes of him teaching, you can see it because when he plays for the class, it's like, oh, you're playing music and they're playing the guitar. You know, it's, it's an incredible thing. And, and that, I think about that when I play, even though I flub it, I just think, you know what, who cares? Just go for it and play as best you can, you know? And that's something that I really cherish about Julian Bream. So I think he'll be remembered as one of the greatest guitar players who ever lived. You've been listening to Classical Guitar Alive. Classical Guitar Alive is broadcast worldwide thanks to the generous support of the Kadoski Foundation and Charles and Taco Parker, the Link Foundation and Mike and Patty Morgan, and thanks to a gift in loving memory of Adam Bratcher. Classical Guitar Alive is a nonprofit organization based in Austin, Texas, that reaches the world with its innovative projects, including this radio program, which is broadcast each week on over 200 stations and is heard worldwide on the web. 
Our other projects include our public television program for PBS stations nationwide, American Classic. And our music and medicine program presents classical music performances at no cost to audiences in hospitals and hospices. This project is supported in part by the Cultural Arts Division of the City of Austin Economic Development Department and by a grant from the Texas Commission on the Arts. Classical Guitar Live is produced at the studios of KMFA in Austin, Texas, with additional engineering support by Jeffrey Blair. If you'd like more information about the program, you can visit our website and listen online anytime, classicalguitaralive.org. I'm Tony Morris. Thanks for listening, and please join me again next week for another edition of Classical Guitar Alive. Classical Guitar Alive.